Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's episode, I have Dr. Terry Zachary. He's an author, educator, and the creator of the Hand Master Plus. Welcome to the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Gabby. Looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Uh, you're the creator of the Handmaster Plus, which I mean, obviously, we can assume has something to do with the hands. Uh, so let's go right into who you are and what you do and uh, kind of go in a little bit to your background and how you got into what you do. Yeah, Gabby, so my background to get into this, it's probably I mean, it's maybe not the last thing I ever thought I'd get into, but I really had no plans of getting into the hands. Uh, my background is I'm a sports chiropractor, sports and family practice was what 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 uh, my practice was all about um what happened at one point in my life and I will say my it was a tough point because my father passed away at one point kind of unexpectedly and uh I realized life doesn't go on and on and on forever and uh I made a, a decision at that point I was a college golfer I was a pretty good player uh, I wanted to pursue I was still playing in uh, golf tournaments with high level players and doing quite well so I said, you know, that's it. I'm going to take a run at playing professional golf. Um, basically sold the practice at that point. So I took a big risk, spent uh, what ended up being about three years playing professional golf on mini tours and uh, some bigger events. Um, the PGA Tour, Gabby, if you don't recognize the mug, most people don't because I did <laughs> not make the PGA Tour. But it really was a great experience for me to follow my passions, like unapologetically type of thing, because when I got into tour, on one hand, I knew the body very well. I had dealt with some grip injuries, and I've got a history of that I can talk about a little bit. Um, but when I got onto the onto the different tours, you know, we're traveling with professional golfers, and they would come up with so many dozens and dozens of repetitive grip injuries that the golfers would come to me and ask me about once I knew that that once they knew my background. And I was able to see pretty pretty clearly and kind of crack the code of this repetitive grip problem. But they had finger problems, thumb problems, elbow problems, uh, carpal tunnel problems, wrist problems. And it was all when I asked them about what, how they trained their hand muscles, uh, they would virtually say, oh, you know, I don't do anything. Or it would be that standard thing that I grew up with. You take something and you squeeze it. And I learned over the years that that's crazy to strengthen. You know, we basically have nine muscles that close the hand, nine muscles open and spread the hand. And we've spent these decades, well, decades of my life taking it and something and squeezing it and these golfers are squeezing you know a grip they're practicing they're putting their bunker shots they're hitting balls all day and then they play the the uh imbalance is really clear to me which might not have been clear to somebody else so that's when i started to show them you know the four or five exercise routines that i had developed in when i was in practice to take care of the hand muscles but most of these guys and gals would not want to do all these exercises and have all these, all these things laying around. Um, so eventually I started putting my mind together. I have to do something that's more concise. I couldn't find anything out there. We'd stop at the different cities uh, that we toured, that we were playing on these mini tours. Could not find anything that did it all. And basically said, there was one case that I could speak about specifically, but basically said, I have to do something about this. And, and, put together a rough prototype, uh, basically something where you squeeze and put some, uh, what would call the elastic waistband from like a fanny's fabric, 
through it and started training um, a lot of these players that way and just saw fantastic results. You know, it's fascinating when you think about it, because why would you train something in one plane of motion or in one just gripping? I mean, I never thought about it really until you just until like it was kind of like an epiphany, like, duh, why would you just plane the train your hamstrings and never train your quads? Why would you just train your biceps and never train your triceps? Why would you just move, tilt your head forward and never tilt your head back? I mean, it it kind of make it just makes sense, especially if you're in a sport where you're gripping baseball, uh, golf, tennis, any sport where you're always doing that. You have to you have to think about the other movements, even though you're gripping all the time. It, you know, it's you, the imbalances you, that cause cause injury. It's it's crazy. It's the imbalances, and if you know, you make such a good point, Gabby, and that's the basis of a lot of what we do. Is you, when you think about it. So what I recognize after all these years is when you're dealing with professional golfers, you're thinking, well, these guys must know. Like you said, these guys and these gals, we we deal with a lot of female professional golfers too. They must know their body well. Like this is what they do. And if you ask them about their golf equipment they would blow you away by what you know. And they'd probably say, well, what do you mean, Gabby? You don't know this. You don't know where the <laughs> shaft flexes and, you know, how to choose your lofts and lies. And you'd go like, well, what are you talking about? But you know, you're an expert and I'm an expert. And that's the thing. When we get into, into fitness and healthcare, you become an expert at something that you assume everybody else must know because it's so yes. clear to you, right? And that's the same with, I, I dealt with that with musicians. You're thinking, well, you know, these this person can play a guitar so well and they know how to their instrument but you're right they don't they don't understand um the mechanics of the body that if you do something one way you have to do it the other way i would end up eventually telling these golfers and most of the people that i work with that it's like having we're doing repetitive gripping all day and then training with something where you're repetitive gripping is like having bad posture and telling somebody to slouch more to correct it yes Yes, it's, it's, it's insanity. I mean, you, you, nobody, but grip these grip muscles for some reason. People just taken them, and there's tons of muscles that are involved in grip. We've just taken them, put them over on a shelf here, and said, "Who cares about them?" And and it's, it's crazy. And and for me to be able to take my love of of athletics at that time and my love of the body and combine it was like, well, I care, so I'll I'll figure this out. And I just like, how did nobody figure this out beforehand? And Many times when people look at at that handmaster, they say, "Well, this is the most obvious idea ever." Well, and and that's, you know, most ideas are pretty obvious when they're in your expertise. Sure, I mean, I, we train golfers too, and uh, we train a lot of people in sports and different sports. But you have to think about it too, like even with your golf swing. You know, you think if you're swinging and practicing your swing and practicing your swing and practicing your swing, great, but you have to use your spine in the opposite direction because if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over in the same direction, you're not getting the twist in the opposite direction. You're not getting the movement of the spine in the opposite way. So you're not using those muscles the same way you are with your swing in the direction that you're you are swinging so you have to oppose it in order to get a better swing in that direction so i mean it it just makes sense 
two people that think about, you know, that think about those things, you know, you want better flexion and extension of the spine and better twist and, and better movement of the shoulders, better grip and of the hands. I, I mean, it, it's, it's very interesting, but, but you don't think about it. You think about, well, I need to practice my swing. Yes, exactly. And you know, you make such a good point. And if you, I, I know you, we talked about where you, where you work with golfers to come from that point of view, Gabby is so important that, that a golfer works with somebody like you because you come from that point of view. What I talk about, and, and again, that was my background for three years. I was dealing with professional golfers and just going like, come on guys, like, is this not obvious? So the way that I would eventually come to, it's almost like you have to re-educate them. So like you were saying, the first thing they have to learn is neutral. So I would show them, hey guys, here is what neutral is. Your shoulders are level, your pelvis is level, uh, you know, your chin is level. Uh, let's start from understanding neutral. Then I'd swing them to the side and I'd show them about the curves of the neck. You want a slight forward curve in your neck, slight forward curve in your low back. That's posture, you know, ears here, ears there. You'd have to start them from that very basic to say now, okay, I can't really show you on, but now when I take a grip, you know, if I'm a right-handed golfer, right? I, I can't grip the hand. I don't grip with my hands right on the grip like this. Right. The right goes low. The shoulder goes low. Right. I hit balls like that all day. Like you say, I take a pretty slow pace backswing and I rip through. So I'm using these muscles and balance. So we have to be inquisitive about saying, now, do you realize if you want to go home at the end of the day with your wife and kids or girlfriend or whatever, just with your body, do you want to go in balance or do you want to go home like this? And it's interesting because as I worked with golfers, you could basically tell, and we work with some high level golfers, you could tell you're a right-handed golfer, you're a left-handed yep. golfer because yep. you know, here's a lefty, yep. <laughs> here's a righty. And they're like, whoa, you're clairvoyant. I'm going, well, no, technically not clairvoyant. I see can, which I hand can... is lower in your grip. Right. You know, so like you said, now the challenge is once they see that and, and they're pretty, you know, they're pretty wise about it. They want to learn about it. They just never thought about it. Then you, like you're just talking about, you can start to say, how do we now offset your imbalance? You either quit golf, which most golfers aren't going to want to do that, or you do something to offset your imbalance. And it's exactly the process that started with that Handmaster Plus. Nobody knows that there's actually like a, a central axis to your hand muscles. And if they're always going on the flexion side, right, you're going to end up shutting down your fingers and your thumbs and your hands and your carpal tunnel and your elbow. And on the other side, you're, you're not opposing it. So let's just figure out a way to work with the design of your body. And you do this all day. Let's make sure you go home in a balanced way by offsetting that. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a client who he was a um, a dentist for uh, thirty plus years, almost forty years, I think it was, yep. and he had a pretty pretty severe curvature of his spine from you know leaning over oh, yeah. the chair, yep. and uh, his entire goal, entire goal, was not posture for you know his spine. It was to have a better golf swing. Oh well. <laughs> I want Gabby, to get, been, I want okay. to be better at golf. Now I've been around this game all my life. The first thing to understand is these people are insane. You know, yes. Kidding. I, you know, obviously you know, kidding, we're all a little insane about the things we, we love and that is yes. perfectly okay. But it's, it's a good is, way. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. It's, a, it's a good way in though. 
if you want to have a golf swing for the rest of your life, you know, you have to get that body in balance, your whole body. So why don't you, you know, your equipment, they'll study their equipment, they'll buy all the new equipment. Why don't you learn this equipment that actually attaches to it all, which is you. Yep. And that's going to help your golf swing. It sometimes gets them into actually, wow, health and fitness means something in this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they get way more into it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what type of injuries to the hand are we talking about uh, that are caused by, you know, excessive grip or, or just injuries to the hand in general? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's a great question because it gets really into a little bit more of the history, the, 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 especially what got me to say I have to design something that these people will actually use that that was that came from a tennis elbow injury from a buddy of mine that I traveled with when I played golf I was I was single I didn't have a wife at home I didn't have kids at home um, this particular gentleman was a ridiculously good player and he developed but he had a he had given up his he was a um he was a mechanic, car mechanic. He had a you know full career, good career, and he was chasing his dream too. But he had a wife and two children at home, and he had developed a tennis elbow, you know, lateral epicondylitis that was so bad he couldn't even grip a golf club. He couldn't lift his coffee cup, um, and that's where I'm going. Like, holy cow! This and and this is on mini tours, Gabby. This is not PGA tour. You take a couple of weeks off and you know go on the beach and no problem. Your your sponsors will cover you. This is where you have to play and, and really finish rather, rather well to cover expenses. So that's when I said he, he had no idea. And again, he took something and gets back into what you were talking about before. One plane, you know, he had a, some spring loaded or coiled thing, I think. And it's one plane that he would do. Well, your hand doesn't move in one plane and it doesn't want to move in just flexion as we've talked about. So I asked him about that. He didn't have he looked at me like a you know deer in the headlights when I asked him about what do you do to open and spread the hand of course nothing so that's when I put together that prototype that I talked to you about and we start we got him on that did a little bit of soft tissue work with him as well and the next thing you know he is you know back in business and playing and he turned out to have a good golf career and he's now at a golf facility where he runs the whole facility and it's it's a good success story but getting back to your question so that was all due to his lack of knowledge of, of repetitive grip and the problems that come from it. So one of the things that happens is when we grip a golf, when we grip anything, we always think, and again, that just, we know the mentality is it's just a squeezing motion. That's the only thing that happens because we see in the market, get something, squeeze it. That's what we do. And so that must be it. You and I know that's crazy, but that's still the mentality. Even today, mostly we're trying to change it, but it's still the mentality today. When I squeeze it, yes, those flexor muscles are contracting. It's good to have them healthy. But if we turn around, and I can't show this all that well in here, but uh, we have ex extensor muscles that attach onto the lateral elbow. And they contract, they co-contract to support uh, the, contract, the, the contraction of the fingers. If they didn't contract, your fingers would be on there, but you're, you know, the, the club would just fall the club wouldn't fall sorry the, the the fingers would hold it but not do anything with it so that's the thing is that that lateral elbow those muscles are contracting through this fellow's entire career plus as a mechanic before that and they've shortened but they've never been trained through their full natural range of motion on a regular basis so he's developed these muscles that have contracted in one little position at his lateral elbow for his whole career including his golf career so 
lateral epicondylitis is one thing we deal with, but both elbow, media epicondylitis, lateral epicondylitis, a lot of elbow problems. I would say one of the main things we deal with is a carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, there's actually a really famous case that got me onto this. It was a, Ken, um, a fellow that's passed now, but he was very famous, Ken Venturi. Uh, he won like majors in golf. He was a big time uh, professional golfer as well as a broadcaster. His career ended because of carpal tunnel syndrome. And, and again, you know, nobody said, well, oh, carpal tunnel syndrome and he plays that. We see it a lot. And that's, again, the fingers are always gripping. So, you know, these, the short muscles that are flexor muscles and opposing muscles that actually originate on the top of the carpal tunnel are being shortened all the time without anything, as you said earlier, nothing else is opposing them. You know, it's just, this is bicep, tricep stuff. This is okay. chest and back stuff. And so as we start to get people understanding that and we get them to open, you know, use the the stuff that we put together, they open and spread. All you have to do is basically, hey, I close against the ball and open and spread against the cord. And now I'm starting to stimulate those muscles. I open up that carpal tunnel just by stability. And the, the other thing, Gabby, that I hope we'll get to talk about a lot today is now I'm taking that hand through a full natural range of motion, three dimensions, full range of motion with resistance. I am stimulating peripheral blood flow like crazy. Like when people use this thing, they say, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe how that feels. And now I stimulate peripheral blood flow. So I get nutrients out to the tissues as well as I'm stimulating lymph drainage. And that's really, really important for the extremities. Whereas, you know, if we're not doing anything or just, you know, grip, grip, grip all day and whatever our pursuit is, we're getting very limited blood flow, very limited stimulation of lymph drainage. And I won't, won't get way too much into this unless you're interested, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead, please our, our, explain. I, I think people don't, I don't, I think, I don't think people really understand kind of, I think people do understand the importance of getting blood flow to the extremities, but don't really understand the process of, as to why. It's, it's even myself now, Gabby, like, like, it's funny because if I act like some expert, I tell you, I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning something every day. It's such a diverse area. When I first started out with this, I didn't have any, this is for athletes, it's for grip athletes. And then, you know, pretty soon it moved into musicians. It moved all over the place and workplace, your dentist, oh, we do so, so much in dentistry now. It's crazy. But what I found was people would come back and over the years, they would say, you know, yeah, my hand's feeling better. My carpal tunnel, my elbow, whatever they're doing, it's getting better. I'm working with a therapist as well. And things are going really well but I feel better in general. I sleep better. And I like, I don't want to get too crazy on this, but I would, I would get that feedback like all the time. I still get it all the time. And I'm like, what is this all about? And I do believe now, again, this is anecdotal, but I have actually been in contact with people that talk about lymph drainage to the extremities and why it's so important. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're increasing lymph drainage. Um, so, so if we get blood flow to the extremities, uh, we're increasing the lymph flow as well. And the lymph ducts are basically, oh, I'm terrible with these mirror things, but but uh, the, under the subclavian area. And so now if I can get if I can get better blood flow and lymph drainage out to that extremity, I'm likely improving the the draining of the ducts to drain everything. And that's again, that's a hypothesis. I, I would I so badly want to have time to do more on that. But in the meantime, let's just say increases peripheral blood flow and circulation. I'm good with that, but I'm convinced that it also stimulates lymph drainage, which now becomes, uh, you know what, it's a, a general wellness situation. And, and that's, 
you know, what's one of my passions is to get the body moving. I like the hands moving, the feet moving, the whole body moving, and to get it in balance. And then all the things that come from that, Gabby, are good, 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 good. It's just, it's always a win, 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 win when we when we move in balance. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. I think same thing with Pilates, with the Pilates reformer. We we do footwork. And it's so important. It's such an important piece of what we do. What one, because your feet are obviously your base and you you walk every day, but two, blood flow. Absolutely. I mean, the flexibility of your feet and toes and moving and getting the blood flowing in those extremities. It's so important. We just don't think about it. We don't think about what we're doing. And we use our hands all day, every day. I mean, we're on our computers, we're on our phones, we're driving our and you're gripping. Think about all the things you're holding on to every day. You know, you sit here, hold your coffee mug. You sit here, you hold your phone. You have your hands flexed on your computer. You're not thinking about the movement of your hands and and what you're doing with them. You're not thinking about flexing and pointing your toes. And and really, you know, towards later in life, those are some, some things that you should really think about and worry about because they start to become very tight and the yeah. blood flow does start to lessen. But if you are moving, yeah. it does create more blood flow throughout the body, which is obviously good. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you, you said something I think that's really important for the for your viewers to hear as well is that I talk a lot about, um, you know, when when pe- people don't see as you're younger and you're, you know, you're bulletproof and your body can adapt to darn near anything like it's the, I always get back to the body is so miraculous that yeah. you'd say, oh, yeah, you know, when I talk young musicians, we talk to young musicians and say, you know, look at this way, look at how the hand muscles ah. I'm fine. I don't have any problems. You know, I got to get back to, you know, we got to get back to jamming. I don't have any problems, blah, blah, blah. So it it doesn't. And, and we, you and I talked about pickleball earlier today. And I'm just, I think I'm going to, you know, when we get back into that, it's a classic example is that you throughout your, throughout your, your life, especially as you're younger, you're, you're so flexible. You get away with anything. I can tell you that we test, you know, younger people. Now I'm getting so into this and interesting. So we would test people for imbalance <laughs> They will have, I'll say the hand, well, hand muscle imbalance, but they'll have lots of imbalances, but no symptoms. So they're like, ah, ah, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's not that urgent for them. Some will, I will be able to say, well, what if you can play that guitar just a little bit faster uh, in golf? What if you can set that club and rotate just a little bit more? Like now people, it, golf's a good example. People are getting to where, that little one degree more, that little 1% more, what does that do for you? When I talk to the elite athletes or the elite like amateurs and pros about that, they're kind of going, okay, yeah, tell me more, tell me more. But if you just talk about like, oh yeah, well, you're going to hurt your, you know, you're going to hurt your wrist if you don't do, they, they don't care. It doesn't like, relate to them. Hurt wrist? What are you yeah, talking about? I don't care. It doesn't relate to me. I don't care. Enough. But if you talk about what if I get, what if I rotate that form a little bit more, set that club a little more get a little bit more rotation that'll mean 10 yards to your drive whoa, whoa, whoa. sorry what was that last part you know and that's one of the things i think is when we talk so much about human performance um and keeping uh, keeping the body thriving i talk way more about that than as like watch out might hurt your this or that 
But then you get in, you know, fast forward, we're talking about that market, which is going bananas of this pickleball. And so many people in in my community, the tennis courts are pickleball courts now, most of them. I know. Um, I, I know people that have built pickleball courts in their homes, yes. in their homes. Like what? I, wow. I mean, why? I, that's yeah. I, good for you. <laughs> but, but generally speaking, Gabby, that's what I was talking about is that they're, uh, the demographic of pickleball is a little older, a little older. And I had friends of mine and I'm not super young, but I'm, you know, I'm in that, that mid range. And uh, some of my friends were in Palm Springs. It's a funny story because we're golfers and they, they were traveling in Palm Springs and they're young athletic guys. And they're like, you know, nobody's and some, and they had a, some older people challenging a pickleball game. They were playing pickleball at their facility and they're going like, well, this is not going to be all that fair. And these older people just like smoked them at pickleball. It wasn't even close. <laughs> they said it was the most one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to them. And and that and the the people that the team that beat them just knew they were going to beat these young, you know, cocky kids. So, mm -hmm. but anyways, so that's the demographic is the pickleballers. Now they are feeling some of these. Right. You can speak to them about you know watch your elbows, watch your carpal tunnel, watch your wrist, uh, watch your thumb, all these things that that we do see as injuries that demographic will pay attention to that and and of course they'll pay attention to the performance aspect too but they're they do get pretty competitive oh and the spins it's, and the, it is oh. very competitive i it, i'm it's rather shocking to me i am not wow. they just built right near me too they just built a brand new pickleball court they built a whole sports complex out east, like in the middle of nowhere. I, I mean, it's got like soccer courts or soccer fields yeah. too. And yeah, like, yeah. I mean, a whole thing, but they have like eight pickleball courts out there. I mean, it is it is blowing up, but yeah. because of the specific demographic that it attracts now, it is important to understand that injuries are probable. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Yeah, and, and most of those too, Gabby, is that like again, as you talked about, we don't we don't grip our coffee cup one, you know, I'll I'll grip my coffee cup this way one day, and then I'll turn my hand backwards and grip it from the outside tomorrow, and that'll offset mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. We've all been everybody's guilty of it. And, and yeah, we've all been doing things and whatever their profession was. You talk about your dentist, he or she has been gripping forever. Uh, you talk about almost any profession, they've been carrying their kids, like, whatever they do, we do it in a repetitive grip situation. So it does add up. Everybody has got a repetitive grip imbalance, I will tell you that. But as they get in and they get older into pickleball, now they're taking that repetitive grip imbalance into an intense, you know, sport that they're doing every single day. And, and that is a situation where they have to understand their health and fitness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with the wrists too. I think yeah. a lot of, a lot of people have um, not just wrist injuries, but wrist weakness, yes. you know, um, like holding planks or, or, you know, doing any sort of exercise, they have a lot of pain in their wrists. And I've over the years, I mean, I've been in this industry 15 years and I've even had you know, problems with my wrists back, you know, maybe 10 years ago, um, just with weakness, weakness in the wrist. And it's just, it's because we don't, we don't really do anything to strengthen that. And also we don't love to. Exactly. <laughs> so Gabby, you open up something so good because, because I think one of the things to, for people that, that we've really become clear about educating people on is that 
if I want, if my goal is to strengthen my hand muscles alone, okay? And even if your viewers can even see this, you can even do this. Like we do this same thing with the resistance of our product. But I can tell you, rather than doing nothing, you could take your hand. Okay, so if it's just the hand muscles. So I've got nine muscles that close my hand. I turn it around and I basically have nine muscles that open my hand. They attach all throughout the, you know, hand, wrist, forearm, carpal tunnel, all the way down to the elbow, right? So if they just do, even just squeezing your hand and opening it and spreading it, there's not a lot of resistance, but at least we're doing that, right? Your body, your brain is now saying, hmm, um, Thelma is now moving her hand. I better stimulate some blood flow. Thelma's my grandma's name. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, but the, but the, but the brain is saying, hmm, Thelma's no moving her hand on a regular basis daily. We better stimulate some blood flow and lymph drainage and, and, and repair her for this daily thing she does. And even just doing that. And now we do this with the ball and the cord of the handmaster for resistance, but I can do this for two or three minutes and I'm, I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is for those 18 muscles of the hand. So if I'm doing that, if I'm an artist painting every day, okay, you can do that at home, just squeeze open and spread. You can do that at home and that'll stimulate blood flow through that carpal tunnel and lymph and lymph and venous drainage back. It'll get it going and it'll, it'll stimulate some tone to your, your extensor and abductor muscles. So that would be for those, just the hand muscles. You get into something that's really key to clarify. If I'm working on grip strength, wrist strength, now that's not just hand muscles. Now we're getting into, I'm trying to show this. Now we're getting into forearm, whoops, forearm muscles. By the way, I had a little fall there. We're getting into forearm <laughs> not from muscles. pickleball though. Not from pickleball, but I had a scrape from pickleball. I was telling you that story. <laughs> so let's use this hand. It's a little prettier, I guess. Um, so now, now, if we're talking about the wrist muscles, now we're talking about wrist and forearm action, okay? So I'll give you another exercise that they can do, and it's, it's the same exercise. We call this exercise a figure eight exercise. I give it to most of our athletes, musicians, workplace injuries, gamers, everybody that we work with, hobbyists. So they would squeeze again, just, you can do this just like, you know, just in your living room. Close the hand, open and spread like you just did. Keep the hand open. And just move it through a full figure eight. I don't know if that's coming over that well, Gabby, but you squeeze, yep. open, figure eight. Squeeze, open, figure eight. So now to organize that and not make it too complicated, because the hand muscles and the grip muscles are a little complicated. But if you just, I just tell people that want to know about it, I can, you know, the book tells everything. But if somebody just wants to listen to something and figure this out in general, nine muscles close the hand, nine muscles open the hand. And nine muscles control the position of your wrist and grip. Okay, so if I'm a golfer, my wrist, I'm going to set the wrist, the wrist is going to be in a certain angle and those forearm muscles are going to work a certain way. If I'm a hockey player, they're going to be a little bit different. If I'm a musician, they're going to be a little bit different. If I'm a, you know, a dentist, they're going to be a little bit different. But at the end of the day, I want them to end up neutral. So I want to train them through their full range of motion. So close, open, full figure eight at the wrist. It's almost like you're, I'm not, it's almost like you're painting a figure eight. So close, open, figure eight, and you'll get stronger wrists, <clears throat> excuse me, better blood flow, all the things we're trying to accomplish. We do that with the handmaster, and it's, you won't even believe how quickly you strengthen all 27 without having to do, you know, four or five, six exercises. So if somebody is looking for the handmaster, yeah. 
where can they find it? You know, it's we've been at it for a little while. It's it's virtually available everywhere, but they can go to the website is handmasterplus.com. Um, you can order it off the site, but there's lots of places. In uh in America, we are at a lot, we're also at a lot of retail places. I know we're in Kroger and Smith's. Um oh, cool. Discount Drug Mart has it, depending what part of the country they're in. Uh, we're just with uh, Hometown Pharmacy now carries us, but it's virtually everywhere. You can go to our website and, and find a place to get it or order, order it online. Okay, awesome. And uh, is there anything else that you think is important or you wanted to touch on today that we missed that we should really talk about? You know... I think my message is always you you run a good interview Gabby because our my message is always is to walk is to is to understand all of us and it, it's not just you know we talk about well I want to be a good golfer so well maybe learn your body and and I'm not I don't want to belittle that because it's what got me into golf uh, because um for my whole body or certain it's what got me into health golf got me into health because I would be like as a kid, I remember being like four or five holes in and going like, man, I finally feel like I'm swinging full. And then I got into stretching and got into like, wow, I could be like this on the first tee. I mean, I don't, I don't need to start, you know, bogey, double bogey, double, then all of a sudden start playing good. <laughs> I could do that from, from day one. So the, the message I always like to leave is that you've got this miraculous thing called you. And let's try to understand it. And I always talk about balance and range of motion and, and making and thriving. So certainly we talk about, and the second thing I would say, Gabby, is that in this day and age, your and I challenge is to how to make it to where it's like people will actually do it. And, and that's with Handmaster. You know, if I gave them the four or five exercises I used to give them, we would be nowhere on this. But when I tell them, tell you what, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, put this on your hand, close against the ball, open against a cord. Can you do that? I don't have to explain nine muscles open, nine muscles this, nine muscles that. I don't have to get them to change device and put the elastic band on this finger and spread and this finger and spread. It used to be so complicated. I think our challenge in health and fitness is to really uh, dilute things down, make it easy for people. People can do our exercise, close, open, spread. They're a minute, they're done. Or the figure eight exercise, you're 30 seconds and you're done. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's how to get them to understand that your body needs to be in balance at the end of the day, your activity is taking it out of balance. What do you say you and I work at, at getting you back to balance and getting you thriving all the time, rather than, you know, waiting till you're in your forties or fifties and breaking down, Let, let's keep you thriving all the time. That yeah. That's always my message. Absolutely. And you have a few books that people can get more information about all of your studies and all of yes. uh, your, your product and everything too. Yes. Um, so the, the book is called Great Hands, Great Life, and it does have all the studies in there. We've had a study done. Um, it was in a Asian journal of neurosurgery about uh, using our product with, um, with carpal, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome um, people. And the results, so they suggest, yes, you can use it for that. I always recommend, Gabby, I'm a fan. I, I don't think you should just exercise your own way out of things. I think you should deal always with a professional. Absolutely. And then, and then complement it with balanced exercise. 100%. So I never want to say, hey, just get this. And you should be working with a professional. And uh, they can do soft tissue work. There's a lot of protocols that can help these situations. But absolutely, at the end of the day, 
you have to retrain these things properly this time because your old ideas of exercise is what got you into these problems. Maybe try one of our ideas where we actually care about this stuff and we've, we're well learned in this stuff. Yeah, you should always have a team. I have a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> a team that can help you, a team that can direct you, a team that will uh, get you as healthy as possible. So yeah, don't don't ever just try and do things on your own because you may not know the best way, especially if you're not <laughs> like, that's why we have doctors. That's why we have professionals. That's why we have people that are trained to do the things that we are trained to do. So we're, we're knowledgeable in the things that we have studied for years and years and years for, for a reason to, to do what's best to yeah. help you. <laughs> so, but agree. don't, don't take all of our advice as gold. Always seek, always seek more than one opinion because yeah, and think I mean, for yourself. It's got yeah. to make sense to you. If it doesn't Absolutely. make sense intuitively, you'll know it. Exactly. Absolutely. But definitely, you know, find, find Dr. Terry's book. And uh, if you want some fun, fun and not easy, but quick hand exercises that you could do every single day, uh, I definitely think that it is beneficial for sure. Obviously, I'm not going to think any exercise is beneficial, but um, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think this I think it was fabulous. I think it was definitely informational and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Gabby. Uh, it's, you know, it's a really important area. These hands have just been left by the wayside, but they are vital. They connect to so many joints and structures and, uh, you know, they're easy. We've made, we've kind of, I'll say dumbed it down. So it's easy to train them properly and perform at your best. So uh, I was looking forward to being on a, on this show too, because I really, I'm a fan of yours. I've, I've listened to many episodes and you do a really Thank good job. You. Thank you. Thank you. I try to I try to have expert guests that can give us great information and I, you have you have lived up to that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening today and we will see you all next week. Bye.